hot diggity damn, I'm back here from Nashville, episode 101 of Draped in Gold, your one-stop shop for NXT and NXT UK content across the ring and across the pond. My colleague Jack Farmer is on assignment doing something that he's kind of weird about, but it's all right. We got ourselves an upgrade. Please welcome one of my favorite human beings on the planet who is down with Jim Cracker Promotions. Or can I say that? Uh, who is down with Starcast? Who is down with uh, all the channels and your ad-free shows? Give it up for the Steve Kaufman. Howdy ho, sir. And you can say I'm down with Jim Cocker Promotions. Some would say a thing I never thought I'd get to say. Yeah. I worked for Jim Crockett Promotions over the weekend. They didn't need a time machine. That's the best part. Who, what, if, you had to, if you had told me three months ago that in my lifetime I'd get to work for Jim Crockett Promotions, time yeah. machine would have made more sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Carson? This hi, hi, Steve. What's going on? You got fans already. Look at that. People here. People Jack, know. we don't like you at all. We don't need you. Uh, no, no, they see you every week. They see me. <laughs> Where are we at? Like less than like the frequency is like one in five weeks, I think. Yeah, it looks that How was right, your one yeah. hundredth episode celebration last week? I was not uh, present. It, it was it was good. I was in Nashville, so I was doing it from my hotel room, and Jack uh, was in his 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 uh, apartment. But he wore a suit, and I had dress clothes. I just interviewed. That's a name drop. I just of interviewed Miz. So I, I was or no, I was theory that day. So I was sitting there going like, "Yes, welcome back to our fancy one hundredth episode." <laughs> it was pretty chill. I can't uh, lie. Can I put you on the spot real fast? Do it. As far as I'm aware, you have. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mike Wexler. Um, <laughs> as far as I'm aware, you had full access to both StarCast and Ric Flair's last match over the weekend. Uh, I did. I did okay. not attend in person, however. So I have a theory, which is, pun intended, down. <laughs> WWE gave you so much access that you couldn't possibly have made it to us. Oh, that is not true. I could tell you exactly what I could tell you exactly what happened. WWE doesn't know where we, we exist. Well, they do. They know the show exists. Uh, but it was actually WWE Priority Pass uh, that that thank thanked us for doing one of our uh, podcasts with the audience, and they gave me the extra access. So it wasn't WWE. It was like their their add-on concierge service. So shout out to you, Mark Miller and Zach Mead at Priority Pass. Okay, <laughs> there was no conspiracies. Like <laughs> I nope in my head. We got to make sure Flobo Boyce is not at StarCast because he's going to have questions for Johnny Gargano or Claudio Castagnoli or Kevin yeah. Nash yeah, or everyone in between because StarCast on Fight.com to kind of – As long as they give me access. I'll, I ask anyone for interviews. It comes down to who says yes um, like you did this week. You absolutely <laughs> had access. Just, <laughs> we did. We did. But you were already at the WWE thing. Like I, yeah. have, I have to feel there was some sh- – like – shred of effort to be like hey let's let's make sure a lot of press have a lot to do so that less of them go to the fairgrounds and do anything there the people went to the fairgrounds it wasn't like a ghost town or anything no no it was far from a ghost town i'm just saying okay once again i'm putting you on the spot on your own I, show you're welcome oh, it's, it's totally fine but we do it for the fans of nxc uk so let's talk about that and change the subject uh our main event in all uh, certain terms, was a cluster, but the best kind. You see, we had Saray planning to go against Mako Satamore, but what happened was a breakdown. Half the women's roster came out to the, the ring, and now we had a number one contenders match, which got thrown out as well. Steve Coffin, I know we, our lives are busy. We don't watch NXT UK because only people who are madmen watch it at noon on Thursdays regularly, like myself. But what do you make of this? Number one contenders match, that gets thrown out. We have a championship match that did happen and now there's four or six women all vying for the championship how many of those women um haven't faced mako satamora 
have not faced have them? not faced and uh, lost to Mako Satomura. Uh, Erica Alexander, not Erica, Eliza Alexander. I would Eliza the Alexander, one. the one that's yeah. not on the website. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, it, right? Brookside's, uh, heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. So a 360 view of the NXT UK women's title scene, the women's division is still Mako Satomura. Right. There's a lot going down under Mako Satomura to try to see who gets to face Mako Satomura. But aside from one person, everybody has already lost to Mako Satomura. Yeah. And like, there was a cluster. There was a lot going on. It was the main event of the evening. They threw it out. Like, there's a lot there. And I, like, there's a lot of intrigue there. Right. Because whoever wins out of the intrigue, I think they're just going to have another loss to Mako Satomura. Ooh. That division is hers. And it has been hers for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Top, and like, top I, just, I just want to keep people's mind right. Everybody's fighting for second. I'm happy that everybody fighting for second can be in the main event of the show. Mm-hmm. But Mako Satomura is number one with a bullet in that division. Well, shout out to Mike Wexler, Kirsten Marie, and Lamb in the chat. It goes, no Jack, but we have Flobo. Welcome, Steve Carpenter. You know what? I'll give a little insight, a little backstage news. Uh, Jack is a DJ and MC, as you know. He's going all the way up to Carmel, California. So he's actually driving up here today to do his day job, his IRL, IRL job. But it's all right. Get an upgrade. Got Steve Kaufman here. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I'll, but, I'll let the fans decide whether or not I'm an upgrade. No, we'll get the merch already printed out. You're an okay. upgrade oh, over shit. Sorry. That, that's... It's already happening. <laughs> also, I have no idea if you have an explicit tag, but I, I said shit twice now. It's fine. We do that for the audio version anyway. So if you're Mako more and you had a match planned and you didn't even get to go outside uh, to the ring, aren't you a little upset? A little miffed? A little PO'd? A little miffed, I think. But at the same time... If you're number one with the bullet atop of the division for it's been over a year, Mako Satomura has been atop of this division, taking on all comers, beating all comers. Mm-hmm. What's to go out there for? Right. What's, what's next? And I think what we're seeing on air now is less of Mako Satomura because if if she's just gonna go out and beat whoever's next, yeah. Are we gonna are we gonna put a microphone on her face and she says yeah I'm gonna beat whoever's next and then she goes and beats whoever's next like I I do like what NXT UK is doing and keeping her off of television yeah and putting the focus on who is next for Mako Satomura. Woo! Uh, Lamb already loves you. I uh, love Steve's hot takes here. Great addition. Grogan Drape and go. Yeah, if Steve can you, like, you know, come back every week, he can. Fred, thank <laughs> you so much for the follow, the subscribe. I appreciate you, Fred. It says, unfortunately, this taping was a bit limited on talent due to a COVID outbreak at the taping two weeks previously. So, yes, um, let's go peel back some more of the curtain. So, this, this, was, this was like taped weeks ago. I yes. mean, in fact, we already had the winner of the tournament already announced, but I do it week to week just in case you're not trying to get spoiler out. So, it I'm is also interesting. Not, not, not in the spoilies. Yeah, you know At what? Least while like, I do a show with you, no, like I'm, I'm. We're talking about this episode at this point in time. Yeah, I, the thing is about wrestling and spoilers, and I know I'm totally going off the rails. We're ten minutes in the show already. Is that I read spoilers, but I still watch the show because it, wrestling is a visual art. Well, you just read the results and go, "Oh, this sounds so lame." Of course it does. You're reading what happened. Do you read Disney movies? Do well, you read Marvel movies? To <laughs> put over my wares again, Ric Flair's last match, which Ric Flair's ma- last match.com. You can yeah. download, get that replay on Fight and only on Fight. It's probably on traditional pay-per-view as well. Sure. Everyone I've spoken to about Ric Flair's last match, there are two Ooh. types. There's one type who just saw the match graphic. 
or the or like just the this is the match, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that's lame. Who Jeff Jarrett ever beat? Why is Jay Lethal there? Right. I don't. Know. I haven't even seen Andrade in anything. Ain't he great? Then there's the other person who saw the documentary heading into that match. Right. Those people got sold. Yeah, it was good work. So, was- so to get back into spoilers for wrestling, imagine you were somehow in a coma and you missed the Jim Crockett Promotions uh, show Sunday night that me and a lot of other folks hard, a lot of other folks worked very hard on, and you just were out of a coma and then you just read the results top to bottom. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. be, that would be lame. Like I I would think just. Oh, all of these people faced each other. That's cool. Yeah. Over that person, over that person, over. Yeah, I think every wrestling show at a three sixty view, just on paper, is kind of lame. Like you have I, to be there. Like, what was the story? Oh yeah, I agree with you for sure. Uh, Frame, just want to say we're the only podcast on the planet that goes live <laughs> as soon as XDK <laughs> goes off the air, which is weird because if you think of a, a podcast topic, there's usually thousands of people that do it. But we're the only one, so thanks so much for rolling with me. I do love NXT UK. That's the one promotion I will fight to get people to watch. But Lamb has a question for you after today. Who's next for Mako after she will be defeat Saray? Well, she has to because Mandy Rose totally made quick work of her this right? year two So I think uh, what is next for Mako? Thought of more the final boss. So. The matchmaker in me. And you, baby. In me. If I were the matchmaker at NXT UK, minus all the kerfuffle that we saw in the number one contenders <laughs> match that got thrown out and this and that and this and that. In my opinion, if I'm a matchmaker, the only person on that roster who has not faced and lost to Mako Satamora is Eliza Alexander. Eliza Alexander. Apology. I know the names if they're on the website. She's not even I'm on the website shocked. yet. I'm just shocked that you, you're saying that she should be the next one. No, no. Not on Merit. I'm saying on matchmaking. Because mm. at a certain point, because imagine, imagine a round-robin tournament. Okay. Everyone has to face everyone. And does Eli- I'll pull it up. Does Eliza Alexander have any wins? Maybe maybe I'm out of, out of control here. Yeah, once she again, has- she's not on the website, guys. Right, she's to, uh, she's the she's the wrestler with Zaya Brooks. She's the heavy, basically the the backup. But they're Mr. Hughes, if you will. Uh, some individual contests against a Mel, if I remember, he serves. Uh, but to have her in that title picture would be interesting. Although, you know what? That's how you build stars, right? Have her go get the final boss and get fed to her. Well, let's see. Uh, let's see her matches. Just to let's just see how she is. That's a lot of progress. For, for me, though, I I want to see a Mel run it back there, Lamb. I think a Mel. I mean, we talked about a Mel a lot on the show, only yes. because she came out of nowhere, had that giant splash, kind of fade into the background, and now she's being heated up again. If my girl Stevie Turner cannot be champion, then mm-hmm. I'm willing to accept a Mel who's actually on the show this week. That's <laughs> that's my answer. maybe it. Maybe I'm just defensive, but Eliza <laughs> Alexander beat a Mel. April 21st of this yeah. year. Yeah, so yeah, like, that was, that was shenanigans. So, <laughs> so if, we're, if, we're, if we're asking me, and once again, this is a matchmaking perspective. If you're talking on merit, then yes, you should have people face people who face people, and then based on the win-loss record, decide who on merit decides to, gets to be next. If you're just putting everything in the pot right now and asking me who I think should be next, I think the one person who hasn't faced her should be next. Well, the, the chat disagrees with both of us. Got to give it to Fribb. Says, to start with the player, or Bree, or B Priestley, getting hurt in the shot against Mika justifies in the shot, and Lamb concurs. Says, I love Amel, but due to the ending of the last match, it should be Blair Davenport because pss, she's a Davenport. Oh, you listen to that Jack Farmer logic. <laughs> I hate it there, Lamb. That doesn't count. <laughs> cool. I'm, well, okay, I'm okay with Blair Davenport in that spot. I, 
I want to temper everyone's expectations, though. I don't, I don't see anyone unseating Mako Satomura at any time. Fair enough. Like, and unlike a lot of other former NXT Women's Champions, I don't see Mako Satomura coming stateside and wanting to be on SmackDown or Raw. They wouldn't work. It wouldn't work because of the nature of the business. Like, uh, Mako Satomura, to me, works in NXT UK because she is on top of that mountain. She comes down every once in a while, like a Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. Or a, uh, unfor- a Walter, if you will. Yeah, a Walter. And for some reason, uh, the, the main Ross. Ron SmackDown has not figured out how to make that work for the women's division. I'm not sure why, uh, but a part-time champion always gets seen as, oh, yeah, I forgot about her, which is terrible. So I don't think it would work unless make a want to be a workhorse and come out and like stretch people out every week that'd be kind of fun. oh and like but i it's it's a personal preference i don't i don't believe she ever had roots in the united states sure. where she may have had roots in europe and in okay. the united kingdom that it's just a geography thing and i don't know i can't speak for Mako Satomura career-wise you can't the, per- the purses must be not like if you can beat literally everyone you face every night those purses are probably better than if you were to go to Raw or SmackDown and run the risk of losing. Well, uh, speaking of I challenge, mean, we but- look at I said Walter, his name's Gunther now. Gunther. He he is he is a true representation of what I'm talking about. At a certain point, if you can just dominate NXT UK, you have a decision to make. Do you want to continue to dominate NXT UK forever, or do you want to go stateside and widen your competition? Well, Here's someone who's doing that in the opposite way. Chase, you came to London for the two weeks of the past four. It was weird. Did he fly back? Did he hang out for a month? Whatever. At the point. Uh, Bodie Hayward, uh, Shaw Samuels, who's seen better days, but somehow gets the win today. There's a bit of a bunch of talk uh, with Jack and I leading into this week about the American talent coming over to UK, making quick work of the UK talent. But it seems that UK got the upper hand. Shaw Samuels, Bodie Hayward, thoughts? Um, I love all the Chase U stuff. The, it's like, over bro. it's so over it's so Can't over you... even just... the, the british crowd was like yeah okay sure there's nowhere where this universe exists but okay it was great i i paid uh eight thousand dollars for a degree from chase university did you see the email it's actually flobo boys at <laughs> is that why i'm on this sh- is that why i'm on this show whenever i want <laughs> it's a money thing of free degrees the show tonight yes. didn't capture how over chase you was in the uk crowd it was amazing and i thought when it first came out i was like all right bobby knight lame snore but chase you or level up on 2.0 and uk has been sick but i think to my to what well, to your transition you you gotta go where the competition is best for you whether that's nxt uk nxt japan nxt canada one <laughs> of those exist that is not happening have you ever seen Chase U get two segments and a match on NXT regular? Or sorry, NXT stateside? Um, level up maybe, but not the main 2.0. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. NXT, like the NXT 2.0 show on the USA Network. Mm-hmm. They don't get showcased in that way. They don't get involved in that way. And that said, you need to win. And they picked a fight with a, what they thought to be a bum on the street, and it turned out to be Shaw Samuel. <laughs> and that was a mistake. I think I think he's down on his luck, and I think he's going to go on a winning streak. Hopefully, collect him some purses, and then you know, get an apartment. I I thought the social safety net was much stronger in the UK. Uh, you know, I feel like the UK is kind of like the Americans of Europe, man. There's a bunch of gloss there, but underneath, <laughs> it's no problem. Okay, like they, 
I just our poli- American politicians like to point to Europe in general and be like, they have a strong social safety net. And then Americans just don't look into it at all. Is what it sounds well, like. Well, we don't look into anything really. Uh, that's why we have Google. Uh, Lamb says, "I love to finally see a UK talent win over an American talent." But due to the story, Shaw should have lost to make him look weak. I'm thinking it's kind of the start of his uh, his uh, happy Corbin phase, which I'm willing to happen quicker rather than later. And I think I got sped up because of what happened uh, with the NXT UK Championship. But we'll get to that a little later. So, without looking for spoilies, how? The episode we watched, how many mm-hmm. on that day, and Frib was there, on that day, how many weeks of t- television did they record? Uh, you know, that's actually a good question, Frib. Let me know, because I would assume if you're there all day or over two days, about six to eight weeks, because I feel like the, the news broke weeks ago about uh, Dragon Dragon's injury, Dragon's injury, and then I actually read the results of the tournament. So okay, let me let me know. I'm going to say six weeks, Frib. Let me know. Uh, it's really cool actually to have someone from the UK while we're doing the show. Very it's, cool. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, man. Thank you for the follow as well. Uh, but yeah, chase you, baby. Um, let's move on to our third and final match before we get to our other notes around the horn. Oliver Carter, the hottest talent under the sun, is going through Dee Familia. Last week I asked, if you beat Tiamat, do you have to go through the other guys? But it seemed like he has to. Next week, Charlie Dempsey would be in Oliver uh, Carter's radar with the tournament. But this week, it was Rohan Raja. And Oliver Carter gets the dub before getting beat to a pulp. <laughs> I, I don't know if, like, maybe he's losing focus. Like, does he need to beat up everybody? I, I so okay so three to four each taping starting at 6 30 finishing at 10 can i get tickets? that is i'm sure if it, you're you got to get a, like a visa to, no, to I, enter I, the country <laughs> no i applied a little like formally let me know when tickets are available and never get the ping i would fly out there I have really I have do you think it's because they know yeah. your ip I think like, so. Oh, we're not. We're not going to let Culver, Mr. Culver City. Oh, absolutely. Because my cousin lives in uh, West London. I use his address, and he never hit me up. Really? No. Are you <laughs> using a VPN though? I think it's your IP. That's, I think I have to use a VPN. I also, if Frib has been there. I think he knows the people who work there because I know oh, places. Frib, that, give me ringside seats. Places <laughs> that need. It's it's a dirty little secret because um in my many years in Los Angeles and Hollywood, it's a dirty little secret that if you've ever seen something recorded for television with a live audience. That live audience is some form of captive and or paid. Yes, that is true. Because if you watch like a comedy special where like if you watch a comedy special where they shoot six or ten episodes in like a long day, you don't want a bunch of yahoos off the street that are just going to leave after their favorite comic. What you Mm -hmm. want are a bunch of people who are like, no, no, we're going to give you $200 in an envelope. I wish it were actually $200. Yeah, I think it was $80. We're going to give you $80 in an envelope at the end of the day. But you have to go in there and laugh at every joke. Yeah. So I'm sure the BT Sport Arena is very similar. That once you're in the mix, they probably won't stop bothering you to show up because they well, need excited people to watch the show. Well, let's let's. I agree with you. But let's get some of these comments out of here. Uh, uh, Frib said also as development stepping stone. Look at who's came across the UK from 2.0. They're doing better afterwards. I really think there should be a, a swap between Lash Legend and Stevie Turner. I think Lash is a unique talent in the UK, but on 2.0, she's a Bianca Belair clone. Um, and uh, Frib says done every taping since they let crowds back into BT traveling eight hours back after the last one was a chore. Oh, oh, oh man, God. oh Frib, what? Yeah, man. Are, we, are we about to? Just, are we just gonna give Frib the streamyard link? We're just gonna let him in. Yeah, why not? Why not? Give Frib the streamyard link. Let him know. <laughs> yeah, we, we we're gonna interview you, Frib, because you know this this show is award winning. You know, acid journalist or whatever. Well, like, uh, 
Oh, wait. Oh, okay. You know what? You, you didn't have to slap the giant wang across. They're not forehead. mine. Well, they are but mine. Still, but they're not, they, they're not they, for they me yours. personally. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about the Familia real quick. They are just, they stood tall. They're a strong group. But I always wondered when they actually have tag team matches, they end up winning. But they yeah. look like chumps from week to week. What's going on with them? I think they're a tag team. Like, right. what was um, Tully Blanchard as a single? What was his win-loss record? Uh, Arn Anderson. Uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy are a bad example. Marty Jannetty. Mm-hmm. Um, either of the Demolitions. Here comes the axe. Doink or Dink. The- like, all the tag team. <laughs> I think sometimes people are tag team specialists. Sure. You put them in, and I think we're going to encounter that again on NXT 2.0. I watched all of this this morning, so it might it might blur together quite a little for me. But I think sometimes if you're a tag team specialist, you're not supposed to be good at singles matches. Sure. That is a very old school way of looking things. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Montez Ford. Uh, but I totally get you. Um, yes. And Lamb, uh, see, that's, that's the question I had about, about the Familia. Everyone tells me everyone's so tough. Everyone tells me they're going to beat matches. But when it comes down to it, they don't get it done. Lamb, mm-hmm. they don't get it done. Oh, so you don't think, Charlie, we're not, I know, I have a feeling we're going to preview this tournament, or I guess I'm going to preview this tournament because you, you read, a, you read ahead. <laughs> Let's do you it. read, a, you, you're a couple chapters ahead of the class. Yeah. But like, I think a little bit later, we're going to preview this tournament. I think Charlie Dempsey's absolutely going to win in the first round. Well, I, think that's Oli- great. I think Oliver's hurt. Let's let's get to it now. So okay. Ilya Dragunov comes up top of the show, says he has to relinquish the title, which seems to be going around the UK. Whether or not it's Ashton Smith, whether or not it's B. Priestley or Blair Delport getting close to the championship and having to relinquish, Ilya Dragunov, the czar, says, oopsie daisy, my ankle hurts. And shout out to UK for showing me the injury, for giving me an inside look, but I didn't want that inside look. I'm totally fine mm-hmm. with that. Eight-man tournament. Uh, here are our brackets starting next week. Trent Seven against Wolfgang. Charlie Dempsey versus Oliver Carter. And in two weeks' time, Mark Andrews versus Joe Coffey. Kenny Williams versus Tyler Bate. Now, you said that you're going to give the edge to all of that to Charlie Dempsey, William yes. Regal's kid. Yes. And it's not just because I produce William Regal's podcast, Gentleman Villain. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> I do produce his podcast, but that's not why. I think Oliver is hurt from what from that beatdown we just experienced, and he's only has a week time. And as as we revealed now, he didn't actually have a whole seven days. Those tape they shoot about four of those. Mat- effectively, he shot the match we just saw, and then he had to go into the back and ice up, and then he has to come back out again and face a fresh Charlie Dempsey. Hey, hey, hey! You're a ruining kayfabe. That was seven days. Oliver has to think about what he's done. <laughs> I don't know. Is it ruining kayfabe? I think totally. Because like, he said next week, the week after. So definitely, they don't know. Also, I was just trying to pull up a bracket, and I got spoiled. So we can't oh. even really talk about. The, we can't even. Re- we can talk about everyone but the person who wins. All right. Well, when in it that comes case, to this bracket, before we move on to NXT 2.0, any last thoughts about NXT UK this week? Um. It was clear to me that they had a show planned, and then there was a COVID outbreak, and then Ilya Dragunov got hurt. Mm-hmm. The fact that this was a very watchable and exciting show, in spite of those two things, is a testament to everyone who works on NXT UK. The best brand on television. 
other than Jim Crockett Promotions. Look, man, <laughs> I got to put my guys over. Okay. Jason goes back up. I got to put my guys over. Jack is uh, Jack Farmer, Global Voice. Jack Farmer is not here. He's out there doing some things with his real life. We've got Steve Kaufman in here, Jim Crockett Promotions alum, uh, rocking with us today. Moving on the 2.0, but before we get to that, so what do you do? You are a YouTube maven. You are a your producer. What? How do you describe what you do? I am a... Actually, Christy Olsen coined it nicely a while ago. I'm a digital producer. And what that means, if you go to stevekaufman.com, spelled just how it is in my lower third, it takes you to a link tree that shows you, I believe, 18 or 19 channels. I am a channel manager of all of those channels. And then I am the producer on five specific projects, mm -hmm. uh, one of which is the KC Vault. If you've ever watched a shoot interview on the internet, chances are it's kayfabe commentaries. They're one of the best back when people bought DVDs. What's that? I know, right? I helped monetize and distribute kayfabe commentaries on YouTube specifically. And I've been doing that. It's, I think we're going on three years now. And mm -hmm. if you go to youtube.com slash KC vault, that's where we release a sampling of what you can get behind the paywall of, I think it's, I counted it up once. It's a close to a thousand hour, uh, li video library. Wow. And that's one project I manage. I also am the producer for Click This, the Kevin Nash podcast. That's co-hosted by that same Sean Oliver. Okay. We Not to brag, but we're a top 10 sports podcast, not to mention the number one wrestling podcast. And we recorded last night. Oh, and yeah? Man, well, we're the number one wrestling podcast in Papua New Guinea for like two weeks. Shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Two weeks you got to... You gotta let that guy you gotta make sure that guy sticks with you um <laughs> i sure it's like two two people <laughs> okay it's two people um also uh the gentleman villain podcast with william regal i produced that podcast that's hosted by one uh matt coon mm -hmm. uh the oh you didn't know podcast that is uh road dog brian james and then his his host ryan katz i produced that podcast and I must be for oh wait rick flair i produce to be the man with rick flair also i manage his channel youtube.com slash rick flair so those are like the five projects i manage and produce mm -hmm. on top of 18 channels that i also manage Woo! is the best wow. way i could describe it i also now you hear that and i might sound busy but if you have the 250 an hour i'm worth for a consultation i'm not busy i'm not busy enough to ignore you so at steve kaufman get in them dms i um, so if you I'm got the money I'm surprised you haven't billed me yet, but I think you will. Net, net 15, right? Um, no, no, there's a homie. There, there's what there's there's a homie consultation, and then there's a stranger on Twitter. There's a, th right. th there's a vast different difference in price. See, we homies, yo. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, NXT 2.0, uh, and I want to do something a little different. Usually, I tell Jack he's wrong nine times on an episode. We do uh, the NXT stuff, but I asked you to give me some 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 highlights for you, so we can go through them from your perspective. Watching the I can't even call it color the all color brand of NXT 2.0. We'll call it the colorful colorful brand. I'm gonna just down south swag. I'm just gonna grab some things that jumped out at me, and Let's I think. Grab in no particular order. And I try not to be critical. Do but, it. Uh, Roxanne. Roxanne she, Perez. Roxanne America's Perez. Sweetheart. She needs to get her eye on the prize. What? She, she keeps No. Her prize is the her prize is the NXT women's title. And retribution for being betrayed by her friends. That's the where's the person that? Uh where settle is that, the, settle the validation? That in the 
No, settle that in the parking lot. Settle that on Twitter. Settle that in the DMs. Hold you, on. <laughs> we're here on – I'm sorry. The host of Draped in Gold is telling me yeah. that she should be more focused about getting retribution on her friend than she should be about beating Mandy Rose, someone she can absolutely beat if she just refocuses. No, uh, the host of Draped in Gold is saying if you and I have a problem, I'm not going to go home and, t and text you about it. <laughs> Let's oh, no, deal with no, it. But like, you I don't... And I, no, but if you and I have a personal problem, that doesn't belong to the rest of the world. But we're fighters. Well, in this case, we'll be professional fighters. That's Still, fine. though. Like I don't I once again, once again, if I were if I were Roxanne Perez, I would be like, yo, you wronged me. Yes. My eye is on the prize, though. Oh, I want God. to be NXT women's champion. That's what I came here to do. You were a distraction. And when the dust settles and when I'm top of this mountain. Yeah. I'll see how I feel. And maybe you and I can have a match non title because who have you who have you ever actually beat? I offer a counterpoint. Please. And that is Mandy Rose tried to hit up Zoe Stark and be like, hey, man, can you do me a favor, bro? And uh, so to, to have Cora J take out Zoe Stark, uh, the number one contender for the NXT World Champion, if Cora J is distracted with Zoe Stark, would that be the perfect time to get your comeuppance if you're Roxanne Perez? I Sure. But, like, why is she doing sit-down interviews talking about why she's hurt? Why is she... And if you, we want to get really honest, why was she ever in the NXT tag women's tag team title hunt at all? It was her best friend. Hello, Corjay, friends. But th then go to the Applebee's <laughs> after the match. It, I, was, the I was about to say the Taco Bell. I was like, I've been to that Taco Bell, but that was by Full Sail. There was a Taco Bell right by yeah. Full Sail. I used to, yeah. like, they keep it so cold in there that the windows fuck. Wow. They uh, they haven't NXT hasn't run a show in full sale in a long time. But like go to the Applebee's. I'm pretty sure there's a full sale Applebee's. Take your friend to the Applebee's. Celebrate your success. Okay. Your success as NXT Women's Champion. You need to be you need to be here, and what you're doing is that. Right. Tell him Matthews. Don't underestimate Mandy Rose. Like that, Steve. How dare you? Let me be. No, I want to be clear. In, be clear. In a matchup where all is fair. Roxanne can destroy Mandy Rose. Whoa! Is is this a revelation? I think so. Mandy Rose wins. She doesn't beat people. I mean, she has won the longest reigning NXT Women's Champions of all time. But how many people has she beaten? Does it Not matter? How many? How? I mean, if 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 we're talking about merit, like if we're talking about how good somebody is, yes, it yeah. absolutely matters. Mandy Rose doesn't beat people she only wins she gets her hand raised at the end of the day and that's what that's why she's been the champion for so long because so many people seem to care about so many other things like being women's tag team champions with their best friend and then getting retribution on their best friend who betrayed them go for the wake up get paid become champion roxanne perez with like unequivocally could beat mandy rose if she were completely focused and there were no tomfoolery I, 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 I'm confused why you're shocked. Because you're just as mean as Jack. <laughs> I thought you were different. <laughs> Ow. Leave Box and Press alone. I'm sorry. I, we, have to be, we have to be tough on those we love. I want Roxanne Perez. I Awful. want more for Roxanne Perez. She should be women's champion by now. Well, Manny Rose beat Saray this week. I guess that counts for something, right? Shows her dominance. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So you answered my question. Who did Manny Rose? Beat she beats Saray. Mm -hmm. That's that's one. That's one. Who 
Who else is Mandy Rose beat? Uh, well, let me, uh, let Raquel me know Rodriguez, Rodriguez Ra- 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 Raquel Gonzalez Rodriguez. <laughs> Did she beat? Let me know in the chat. Maybe I'm dead wrong. Maybe she has a lot of strong, unencumbered victories under her belt that I'm forgetting. In my, wow. In my head, she wins with the help of her friends. She wins with the help of bending the rules. She wins. And I'm not taking that away from her. That's her style. That's her game. Mm-hmm. I think you are, though. Am I, oh yeah, nice no, no. Uh, YouTube plaques there. I know you did it with bending the rules to get help with your friends, but good no. look on you. Champs are champs. What? But I guarantee you, there's a draped in. I guarantee you, there's a draped in silver podcast where they're all talking about YouTube <laughs> channel managers, and someone's out there saying this about me, and I'll I'll take that. Oh my! But gosh. once again, I don't think Mandy Rose is snapping back at me saying, "Oh, I've beaten all of these. I am." On pure merit, the best wrestler in the best wrestler win in NXT. I think what she's saying is, I win. I, I, I win and in discussion. It. Yeah, I, I, you're right, Dylan Matthews. I can't believe I'm defending Mandy Rose. Uh, can we move on before I get disgusted with myself? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Let's keep making you defend people you don't want to defend. Yeah, I just look, man. Mandy Rose going to NXT wasn't the greatest idea. In fact, even the start of Toxic Attraction wasn't great because Mandy Rose was kind of hanging out. Back in high school, like, hey, guys, we want to have lunch together. But they have amassed themselves to be one of the strongest stables in all of wrestling, which sounds right, weird to right, say. All right, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> they, they, cool. They, they, cool thing yeah. about NXT girls. I get older. <laughs> they stay the same age. That's a deep cut, y'all. Uh, when you look Is at this. Are we yeah. that old that that's a deep cut? K- kind of, yeah. God damn. <laughs> uh, you look at the bloodline, you look at toxic attraction as far, even the new, well, then the New Day because they're injured. So you think about stability and what they're able to accomplish in a short time, they're one of the strongest groups there. So I don't think Manny's my favorite, but you can't say she's not as good. And and let's be real. I mean, there is a, a good opportunity that Zoe Stark does not beat Randy, Mandy Rose at heat weight. So. Really? Mm-hmm. Ah. Ah, I I like Zoe Starks a lot. Mandy Rose is good at one thing, and that's winning NXT women's title matches. Mm-hmm. She wasn't good at winning tag team matches on SmackDown. She wasn't good at winning singles matches on Raw. She wasn't great at winning non-title matches at any form of NXT. She was good at winning when the NXT title was on the line. And that's just... I, and I'm not saying that isn't a skill. I am saying that if you're trying to tell me, oh, she's the greatest in-ring bell-to-bell wrestler. No, there are better competitors. Just like there are better football teams than New England Patriots. Well, well yeah, now definitely. New England so. Patriots. Well, no, but in, in the last 20 years, there are better teams on every metric except did you win a Super Bowl. True. And that's where Man- that's Mandy Rose. I see. <laughs> I see. Uh, just giving a little bit of a visual ID for those who are scrolling through. Uh, Steve, what else is on your list this week at 2.0? Whew. Um, man, just, I, <laughs> I, think, I think we covered Mandy. I think we did. <laughs> I feel like we absolutely covered Mandy. Um, so Alba Fire versus Lash Legend. This one is interesting. Yes, it is. Let's talk about it. Because on paper, mm-hmm. I thought Alba Fire should have been able to more easily handle Lash Legend. And um, she didn't. This was a very even affair that that Alba Fire won. Forgive me, forgive me for getting tripped up, but hear me out. She was that she had a different name like three months ago. There, yeah. this is happening a lot in professional wrestling right now. Yeah, where like yeah. if you if you see the wheels turn for a second 
before I say someone's name. Right. It's because I was about to say Roxy, and I'm like, that's not her name anymore. Oh, that's Roxanne Perez. Alba, yeah, like, yeah. Alba Fire, Alba Fire, Alba Fire. I'll get there. Yeah. Kaylee Wright. <laughs> well, thanks. Now, <laughs> Kaylee Wright. Right. Right. I was yeah, trying yeah. to get it right. Um, yeah. I think Lash Legend has, like, room to grow here in NXT because on paper, I thought this was going to be maybe two minutes. Alba right. Fire wins, and it went, I think, eight minutes, nine minutes. Yeah. So congrats to Lash Legends for looking incredible in defeat. Uh, I'm with Frib here. I'm having a tough time with some some talent with their old names and new, like for me, I think Cruz del Toro is way cooler than Raul Mendoza. Uh, but there's some talent like like Piper Niven will always be Piper Niven to me. I understand. I have to say Gunther now, but it was Walter that had that title. So no, let's talk about Lash Legends. He can be Walter. No, he, he's he's good because now he's like no, really call me Gunther, really. Stop, I know, but like ahead, no, so. but it, but if on this show we're talking about him as we're talking yeah. about the NXT UK champion, the mm-hmm. dominant force, yeah, the Andre of NXT UK, that was Voltaire. The ring had her out. Okay, I'm with Gunther you. is on SmackDown. That's a different guy, and literally is the bigger star. So don't my, don't Google his last name. Here's my thing about Last Legend, and and I, I alluded to before. I said. If I had a GM swap, I would have Stevie Turner 2.0 because that futuristic stuff can work at 2.0 a little better alongside Axiom or something. And Last Legend will be a superstar in the UK because there's no one like her on that roster. Um, as for why the match was long as it was, Lash just came out of a program with Nikita Lyons, which he also lost. And so I understand giving her more time. Um, I didn't think for a second Alba Fire, which is, I remember for those of you who don't know, is Alba's another word for Scotland, which she's from. Um, <laughs> um, but what I don't understand is, is this. I don't understand why Alba Fire is meddling with Last Legend in the first place. This is like somebody who'd be up in the rafters, a la Sting, Taken down, man. She had a title shot as Kaylee Ray. Didn't work out. And a title shot against Manny Rose as Kaylee Ray. Didn't work out. And now she's hanging out in the back of the card. What gives? Well, and I don't know if they've changed the rules on the sign-up sheet. Because yeah. if, you, if you could just get to the front of the line with the sign-up sheet, she should have just done that and then just, you know, unlimited title shots because you're just first in line. Um, but assuming there's some type of ranking system, it'll probably be based on wins. So you need to stack up some wins. And I think... Alba Fire thought that she was going to have a much easier win than she received, but she absolutely needs to stack up some wins. Mm. Even against, I don't want to call Lash Legend a scrub because she's going up against very credible opponents. She could be on NXT level up going up against performance center trainees we haven't met yet. Yeah, she's very much like Von Wagner. Um, and okay, so that that actually answers the question for me. And I, again, thank you so much for being here, for because you're like the, the truth say in here. Uh, Lash didn't get a good reception because it was piped in on the show. It looks like she did. Uh, when she came to BT, the only American to do so. A few more months development, things may be different. Who knows? Now, uh, former basketball player, different set of skills. Uh, my my always problem has always been the character. Uh, Lash Legend, to me, and I mean this with all due respect, it's very Bianca-like. But Bianca is a natural athlete, and so something has to differentiate itself. But I don't know. I'm with her. I think some development would be, uh, help her out. Yeah, I think I think she she has all the tools she needs to stand out, get get wins, and get favorable matchups. If she yeah. can do that, she can go to NXT Mexico. She could go to NXT Germany. She would go to NXT Australia. She can go to any of the NXTs. Nobody, nobody, tell me those places don't exist. Right. The, the uh, NXT. I'm Brazil. just that behind on my wrestling. I don't like who. <laughs> who would have time? Real talk. Bit of a tangent. 
I want to live in a world where there is an NXT Mexico, an NXT, an NXT UK, an NXT yeah. um, China. China. An NXT Japan. So let's say those five international NXTs. China, they all Japan, have a week- Mexico, UK, what else? Um, Australia. Okay. I'm, I was I was trying to think of like France and Germany, but I think the UK kind of covers geographically that. I want a world where those five NXTs exist and they have weekly television. And then there's just one show for us Americans called NXT Worldwide. Yeah. And they give us the best Worldwide. of... And like if we if we want to watch NXT Japan on a weekly basis, we're more than welcome to. But that show is primarily for the Japanese audience because there's a weekly show called NXT Worldwide that's literally here is what here is the highlights of what happened in NXT Japan this week. Here's what happened in NXT Mexico this week. Here, here, here. I would host and produce that show. WWE, call me. <laughs> oh, that's a tangent. You were basically getting yourself a job. I was like, where's he going with this? He's just trying to get himself over. <laughs> I don't need a job. I'm trying to get myself over. <laughs> uh nx nxt all over the world nxt new zealand nxt india why not uh well i'm, NXT I'm india would make sense well they had that superstar showcase a couple years back with uh jeet rana and, and guru raj and and i guess shanky and was that back. was that the thunderdome one yeah yeah okay thunderdome. yeah i actually watched that that was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun yeah it was like I to think, me i'm a mark for daytime wrestling straight i up. think i think they under we're all while we're on a tangent i think they underutilized the thunderdome i feel like they could have gotten away hear me out i'm hearing you you. i think they could have had a live show at the thunder like a streamed show at the thunderdome that in order to watch that show not only do you have to pay for a cheap ticket to have access to the feed but your ip address has to be in a certain market so okay. imagine a Wednesday or a Thursday night in 2020, back when none of us were leaving the house. <laughs> and they said, Philadelphia, Wednesday, this date, we're live from the Thunderdome. And it's Roman Reigns versus, I think he was working with Jey Uso then. And then the undercard, it's The Miz versus um, Otis for a lunchbox. Or this is a terrible time in wrestling, but hear me out. <laughs> you, sell, you run ads locally to just one market. And then you say tickets are $20 flat. And then we have meet and greets and a merch package and everything else. And you have a closed circuit feed of the Thunderdome with everybody's face in the Thunderdome. But it's just a couple thousand people from Philadelphia who paid 20 bucks. That would not work with the main roster. How would it not work with the main roster? Because they're if- already, they, they should have already been. I know they got out of that habit in 2020, but sure. that, that should have been a way to get them back in the habit of wrestling a Wednesday and a Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, I think it it's cool as an idea, but as far as the I'm gonna pay an extra money to see something digitally, that's that's a little different. It's a house show. It may work for like undercard talents, like it may be like a, a level up situation. But I'm not gonna watch pay twenty dollars to see Roman Reigns on my screen. I can see Roman Reigns for free on my screen if I'm in Middle America. But that's besides the point. Right? Um, they never tried. <laughs> they never. tried. I think there were markets that would have absolutely loved a Thunderdome show just for them. Mm-hmm. outside of India. Like, I think that literally just Des Moines, Iowa, who doesn't get much love. I think you could have found a thousand, I think you could have found 2000 people in Des Moines, Iowa to pay you 10 bucks plus buy a shirt to see a Thunderdome show just for them. Yeah. We're, I, we're way off the rails. You should not, you should have not given me. Well, the wheel, it's, sir. it's, it's your top list, man. So all the tangents were good to go. We got 15 minutes though. So make sure you make it fast. <laughs> I will make it fast. Uh, that false count anywhere match was a lot of fun. 
Um, oh, so here's the deal I have with this one. Uh, your boy Solzakoa, everyone loves him. He either is going to be a Nuso or not. He won his last Falls Count I mean, the same way. It was splashed through table, pin, and then Boa disappeared. We never saw Boa again, but Von Wagner, look, he absolutely died this week. Why fix what ain't broke? Because if, I want different stuff. I, th- I, I want to see different stuff too, but he wants to win. Okay, you're absolutely <laughs> he knows right. that's how you win. <laughs> I, absolutely right. If I'm Solzakoa, though, and, I'm, and I mean this, if, if Falls Town Anywhere is now becoming your signature match, you have to put the fear into your future opponents that you can beat them many different ways from Sunday. Now, I if agree. I have a match with Solo, I can say, meet me in the parking lot. There are all the tables out here, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, if I were Von Wagner... I would be nowhere near that side of the arena. Yeah. This falls on Von Wagner. You watch the tape. This is how he won the last Falls Count Anywhere match. Why would you in a million years be on the side of the ring that has a table? Don't do that. Be on mm-hmm. the other side. Do it. I, well. But that's on Von Wagner. That's not on Solo. <laughs> well, Von Wagner was on losing end in that match. Where does he go from here, you think? I mean, you can't go back to fight him again. He got his ass kicked. I think, champion. sadly, I think there are a couple folks on level up he needs to tune up. Like I, and that like I don't think anyone wants to hear that, but I do think he needs to rebuild and start from the bottom. And NXT, a couple of performance center folks we've not heard of, a couple of relative unknowns on NXT level up. That's how you do it. Oh yeah, three four weeks in a row on NXT level up ninety like dominant thirty second ninety second wins. Get your wind back, get your momentum back, mm-hmm. and then maybe three weeks, four weeks from now, we see you back on the USA Network, ready to compete at the level, at the highest level you should. If no one watches Level Up, statistically speaking, does that really matter? Does that really help? The people who make the matches watch Level Up, and that's all that should matter. Mm, I see. I see. So once again, there might just be. I I'm assuming they're doing some form of rating system based on win loss. Based on a ranked win loss, because like obviously, if you go four and zero against Scrubs, you shouldn't you shouldn't be ranked higher than someone who went two and two against legitimate opponents. Right. But in general, if you go four and like if you lose against credible opponent, you lose against credible opponent. But then you go four and zero against Scrubs, like that should even like those six matches should even out to you get to come back and face somebody on the main show, like somebody credible on the main show again. Uh, okay. So if I were if I were him, I would see it as I'm in the back of the line now. Mm-hmm. But what I wouldn't do, and maybe it's just because I have I understand my confidence. What I wouldn't do is show up next week and issue like an open challenge and Ugh. put myself in a position for somebody to come out and throw me. I am so done with open challenges. Me too. Like they they defy the logic of wrestling. If I'm going to the most dangerous park lot. In wrestling, and I go into the backstage past my theoretical general manager and go past the entire roster in the locker room to go outside and be like, I want to fight somebody. Do it backstage. <laughs> Send a text, a so, docu-sign, something. That transitions very nicely to this Nathan Frazier business. Oh, what's wrong with Nathan Frazier? You hate him No, too? nothing's wrong with Nathan Frazier. I'm mm-hmm. t- to the open challenge. Uh, maybe we should have... Maybe NXT in general or wrestling in general should have like a three month ban on open challenges. There should we, be. Can we Carmelo, do that? But Carmelo's in a class of his own. I mean, I understand. He can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever. Everyone else banned him. Oh, every, 
everyone but Carmelo Hayes yeah, is banned yeah. from doing <laughs> open challenges. But Absolutely. I, I don't know. I like some level of structure to know who's number one contender and why. Okay. And an open challenge really disrupts that in a way that I don't quite understand. Do you want GMs in your promotion or no? No, I don't want GMs. And this is something I pitched to people in AEW. Pretty. This is something I pitched to people in AEW a long time ago when they said that they wanted to do rankings. And it's this. If you, literally as I described it, your win, your win and loss record, your win, loss, and draw record in division... And then it's ranked against all of the people that your wins and your losses are against mm-hmm. that can come up with one specific number. Cause, and then you divide and then you sort by that number and then any tie is decided. However, you don't have a general manager. You just have an enforcer of the rankings and who better to enforce the enforce who anything better? than Mr. Arn Anderson. What? Oh, AEW. I was like, wait a minute. AEW. So yeah. early on in AEW before they had a show, and it's yeah. not like it's not like I was telling Tony Khan this, but in general, people who worked there, I was telling them, and I was telling everyone. I was pro- I was still on, I was still on the air with you. So like I was, I was yeah. shouting it from the rooftops. Yeah. That what I think AEW could have done was have a very specific ranking system with a formula that's well known. And then every day, you every week, you release the rankings and you make it clear. We went, we you were tied, and then we chose this person over you. And if you have a problem, Arn Anderson enforces the rankings. <laughs> okay. I think it's 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 simple because two point What's the tra- like? How does it translate to two point oh, How does that translate to two point I think they just need some form of. It doesn't have to be like a completely sports-based ranking, but they need a match, like a public matchmaker, like a Dana White, maybe, so where wait, you, you have. Want, you, so you want a public matchmaker, but you don't want GMs. I don't like GMs. No, I think GMs. Mm. Or let me rephrase that. I think NXT would need a GM on the level of William Regal, and I don't think someone like that's available anymore. Right. I happen to know William Regal is not available anymore. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> But like you. someone, someone on that level with that credibility, Samoa Joe would have been another one. But they let him. They let him leave. No, uh, we have Jack and I decided the, the best if NXT were to have a GM, uh, just like a come out there wall game, Drew Gulak, the best thing. I so how, the analytical approach I just took to professional wrestling, <laughs> Drew Gulak would have it times a thousand. Okay, yeah, he has PowerPoints. Yeah. He would have PowerPoints that will explain better than I just explained how his ranking will work. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to have a fight off, if you will, like if we're, we're going to have a off, we're going to have a round, like we're going to have a round robin. Yeah. There will be, the salaries will be public. Like he's, Drew Gulak for NXT GM, if we're doing GMs, I don't think you necessarily need GMs in wrestling though. I mean, you don't. Uh, you don't need them week to week because all these matches are made official or after the break. Mm-hmm. Or they bring the graphic up. It's made official. And even on NXT UK, you know, Johnny Saint is the GM, but you see him like a third exactly. or a tenth of the time you see Sitzkalia. But at the same time, when you have these dust ups, when you have these matches, and you have Nathan Frazier cutting in line, there should be some consequence somewhere to be like, hey, you can't do that. You have a match next week or something like that. Or a war games. Or something to like that. bring it back to the main, to bring it back to the topic we're on. Did Nathan Frazier cut in line? He absolutely did. Giovanni Vinci was coming out, looked like he was, and then Nathan Frazier got involved and he got to the ring first. And then Vic was like, whoa, he got the loophole. Let's go. You're like, what? That's not a, it's not a loophole. He said first person to the ring. 
Why, why is the commentator saying that to the audience? There should be some kind of validator there. Like, yeah, I'm in. I, I don't know. Well, first off, if you have the right to give an open challenge, you also have the right for somebody to turn up and you say no. It's an open challenge. That, that, that's lame. What's I, open challenge, I but not you. But not you. No, <laughs> but hear you. me out. If I'm in the ring, <laughs> and if I'm in the ring and I say first person in the ring, let's go. And then somebody takes a million years to get to the it's, Somebody takes an Undertaker level of time to get to the ring. Mm-hmm. Is that my bad? I said the first person in the ring. Whoever gets in here has a match. You got to get in here. You are you're the worst. You're not a fan. Am I champion. the worst? Yes, you are. Dylan Matthews asks, why not bring back Drake Maverick G 2.0 GM? He's uncreative. I think I've seen it before. And I think that whole return for him in NXT with Killian Dane was like a good ending for that character. I think it has to be a brand new spot for it to work. Saw so him at Nashville, super tan. What do you think? <laughs> I similar. I think it would be it would have to be a different um mindset in Drake Drake Maverick to make any sense. But that said, he's a guy in a suit, been around the wrestling business for a long time, has a lot of credibility. Um, no offense to Drake Maverick. I think what you need in that role is you either need somebody who clearly is never going to get physical or somebody who could absolutely take you down. And Drake Maverick lives somewhere in the middle. That would be my critique. Yeah, I liked it when Joe was GM assistant. But um... but like Joe was, Joe was actually pretty close to what I'm describing with Arn Anderson. But with analytics. Yeah, like what I'm saying is analytics, whereas it's Regal, who, let's be fair, Regal could kill a fool if he needs to. Yeah, he has really big knuckles before the brass knuckles. (laughs) Joe could also get in there and get involved. Uh, the chat's going crazy. Uh, we got time chat. for one. We got time for one more, man. Uh, what, what was one of your highlights here? NXT Ooh. 2.0 with Steve Kaufman, who is the Maven of all Mavens. Learn more about Steve Kaufman on that Twitter, by the way. Tycoon. Do we want to say tycoon? Tycoon, if you like to. Mogul. A YouTube tycoon, a mogul, a digital yeah, producer. Absolutely. I'm scrolling through. What have we not talked about? Uh, we want to talk about tag team championships. We talked about Joe Gacy okay. and the dyad. So- I'll point out the opening match, the women's tag team championships, fatal four way elimination match. Oh, please. I'm so glad. Hit me. Um, uh, so if you're one of those four teams and it's a fatal four way elimination match, but only two women are allowed in the ring, why are you tagging? See, because stay out. See, you, you're the kind of guy that rolls out the ring while playing WWE 2K, right? The reason why you want to wear down everyone else so the successive pins can be easier. Duh. Is that – is that – so – Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Look, if you're in a match and you're going, to, you want to, you're going to win. You're going to sit there by commentary and wait till everyone beats each other up. That's great. But yes. if you find a way to sucker punch everybody where everyone's weak, even if you get tagged in, everyone else is beat up and you have a better chance of leverage. Doing it your way, we'll just have to wait for someone else to do it. It takes longer. But you, you're you not at risk. If you're So hear me out. Hear, so you are one of those teams, but instead of losing and having to go to the back, you get shot in the head. Yeah. If those are the stakes, would you tag anyone ever? No. That's what I mean. Got it. <laughs> like It was a if, good match. If, if, your, if your only objective is to win and only win, which means there are four, three pinfalls in that match. Right. You only want to be involved in one of those pinfalls. That's game yeah. theory. Yeah. Never tag Game in. theory and math. Axiom is like, what's going on? That's <laughs> Yo, I am the analytical wrestling fan. Maybe that's my <laughs> moniker. The pragmatic analytical wrestling fan. 
Um, and once again, I just no one on commentary talked about it. No one on no one on Twitter, as far as I could say, like really asked the hard question, which is, why are you tagging in? Why mm-hmm. are you getting involved? Because if it were me, <laughs> if it were me, you said commentary, I would sit on commentary until the referee yelled at me to get back to my corner. Okay, what team would do that then? Because all all of these, except for Toxic Attraction, all these teams were fighting teams. So you want everyone to hang out on the wall like a junior prom, just waiting? No, I I want everyone but me and my team. But if everyone has that mentality, then no, I'm not saying. But I don't know. It's it's a nitpick. I understand. It is the nit is a picks, but I, <laughs> but I understand I, that. Uh, speaking of people changing their names, not Casey Cottonzaro, right? Katana Chance, and yeah, that's. I don't want to be negative, but come on, come on, that name. Katana Chance <laughs> is her alter ego. So Chance and Carter, right. the tag team. Right, they are fighting champions, and they're getting in there. But I don't know. I think it's a refocus. Okay, Frib wants to build the momentum and control the match. I, I agree to that. But then I just need, I need someone to let me know. I'm. Do you get paid more per elimination in the match? Like, the at the end of the day, you want to win the match and hold the gold. Yes. Game theory says that you want to not be involved in any pinfall except the final pinfall. I'm. I'm one of those people who thinks you should pull the goalie if you're down two scores in the second quarter. Wow. Well, the second hockey period. Has, sorry. Yeah, hockey, like, hockey has thirds. Like what? <laughs> you can tell I'm a math guy, not a hockey like, guy. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, but the there, and third, there are, yeah. but there are like papers by mathematicians who specifically have a rubric by when you should pull the goalie, and it is really early if you're down by two. Well, there's two notes I have for this matchup, and it doesn't involve any hockey or game theory. And, and that is, uh, one, I'm so glad Chance Carter got the titles because they've been trying for the past two years. And two, I told this to Jack. Jack doesn't agree with me, but I really think Ulyssa Leon can do it and can hit the next level. I'm not sure she can do it as a dancer, but I do think <laughs> Ulyssa Leon is is uh, someone to watch this match. I think so. I think I don't love this division, I'll be honest. I think everything you saw in, in the ring. Well, everything can. How many other women teams are there in? This no, I mean in NXT 2.0 women's tag or just women's yes, tag. No, team the, in the NXT 2.0 women's tag team division. Mm-hmm. I th- that's those four teams is the division. Someone will, someone will name some another team. I'm sure. I think that division is too weak, and i I disagree with the i I disagree with what happened in 2020, where there was a WWE women's tag team. Ah, uh, yes. And then that tag team came down and lost. But because they came back up with the championships, NXT relented to the main roster in that in that regard mm-hmm. and created their own tag titles when I think there should be one women's tag team division and it should span all the NXTs, all the WWEs. Nope. You don't NXT, get it that way. NXT you don't get France, it both ways. NXT Belgium. <laughs> NXT New Zealand. You're gonna, you're gonna have like one, like one Belgium and like one Netherlands, like on the same NXT Turkey. <laughs> Two NXTs across the street from each Everybody other. has really good hairlines in NXT Turkey. <laughs> Jeez. Um, obviously NXT China, but then now nah, I'm not gonna get into that one. Okay, so uh, as we wrap this up this week on Draped and Gold, Steve, uh, any final thoughts, man? I mean, to me, it was kind of a a middling week here for the Black and Gold, or the former black and gold brand, but a lot of things are heating up. No point intended as you get towards heat wave. Things are definitely heating up toward heat wave. I'm, 
a little miffed, a word you used earlier. You're that miffed. a lot of the things a lot of the things that are exciting about the NXT brand are happening or have happened. Mm. And this week we saw tag titles, we saw a false cat anywhere match. But then like Tiffany Stratton, who we're talking about the NXT women's division. I think Tiffany Stratton is focused enough to eat Roxanne Perez's lunch. Stop with Tiffany. You too? I don't know what everyone sees in Tiffany what? Stratton. I you really don't do see not. I don't see it. She is she flips around you. a lot. Okay. Okay. I'll man. tell you okay, no, man. I'll tell you exactly this what I see. Start. In I'll tell you exactly what I see you in see Tiffany what? Stratton. <laughs> and it's the same thing I see in Mandy Rose, and that's a winner. Oh, come on. Not a beater. Not yep. a world beater. Mm-hmm. Just a match, just a match winner. She's not gonna, it's not gonna be five stars. It's not going to be – you're not going to write home about it. She's going to win. She's going to win a lot. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if she's on SmackDown in the next three months and just lets Mandy Rose have let, – let Mandy Rose have her anthill. Well, you know me. I'm the first one to admit when I'm wrong when it comes to somebody. Like, I didn't like Carmelo Hayes' uh, heel turn or his, his personality change last year. I was wrong. One of the best guys in the roster. My best friend. Friend of the show now. Uh, but but I do not see – and then, especially in the roster when they had a Persia Parada where Zoe Stark has come back. You look at Brooklyn Barlow, uh, Sol Ruka on level up. Like, I don't I don't see how Tiffany can rise to the cream of the crop, brother. But, you know, she has a lot of fans. Did, I – I, if I were her, I wouldn't care about how many fans I have, and I don't think she does. I think mm-hmm. she's a. I think when the chips are down, when the bell rings, she is ready to tear someone's head off to win. And I can't say that about a lot of other women there, other than Mandy Rose. Mandy. I can't even say that, and I, I'm not going to beat a dead horse here, but I can't even say that about Roxanne Perez, who, once again, is the best women's wrestler on that entire roster. She's not the best winner. Wow. Well, I think that's, I think my point has been made. I think that's where we kind of have to leave it. Yeah. You might drop and call the rock. See a loser. Drape the gold. Drape the gold.com. <laughs> Thursdays arrive after NXT UK goes on the air. Steve Coffin dropping in for Jack Farmer and making me think about math problems. <laughs> but if I wanted to connect with you after the show, where do I find you online? Good, sir. Well, you have my phone number, but everybody else, <laughs> you can find me at, on Twitter almost. Hey, babe's dead. <laughs> at Steve Coffin. That is K A U F. M-A-N-N, I am heavily involved, as you heard earlier in the show, in the pro wrestling YouTube space. So get at me about that. I'm still, I'm trying to find where my next audience is, if that makes sense. Get me um, verified. See? I am there. Get you verified. Get me verified. I do podcasts too. I, Verify me. Have you applied? Are we going to applied- talk? I, got, I applied when I was in Nashville joining Maximum Male Models, and they said it wasn't good enough. Did they really say it wasn't good enough? They were like denied because it, it, it took me it took them thirty five minutes to deny me this week. Wow, you and I are gonna talk because mm-hmm. that new form is that new form is ridiculous. I don't think he would, I don't think he would mind that I mention it. I can't get Ricky Morton verified. Whoa! <laughs> so yeah. I'll, tr- I'll try, but like let's let's tamper our expectations. And thank you, Kirsten. Absolutely. Well, I always end the show by t- telling my co-host to do the name, to do the words, but he's not here, so I have to do the words, but I can never do it right. So until next time, uh, do your best and be yourself. Ha-ha!